All right. It's Thursday night, August 2nd. It's almost 8 o'clock. And I've been on the road for a couple days. Went up to Seattle to see the big $90 billion a year company called Boeing that makes airplanes. And, uh, yeah, went into the supplier conference room, supplier office. So Boeing, they sell $92 billion worth of stuff, so that means they buy a few billion dollars worth of stuff, too. So I'm trying to sell a few billions, but I probably won't. I'll be happy with 10. So, yeah, so I'm back home. Seattle, Boeing, down to San Diego, back to Phoenix. And it's, uh, I came back into a haboob. And we've got a lightning storm going on. It's 96, it's cooled off to 96. And uh, there's Ross. He, uh, doing some blowing. Not sure why, but it looks like he was in the pool. He's got his uh, towel around his waist, and he probably did a dip, and I haven't done a dip yet, and Bud is pulling me for his walk. Um, So back to the haboob, we had a dust storm, it was very dark. I took a lift car back home. So glad I did, I don't have to drive in the haboob. And uh, yeah, I had a nice chat with the lifty lift guy it's kind of cool entrepreneurial business you know lift and uber good use of resources so there you go what else so uh airport beers are very expensive they're like shoot i guess eight bucks a piece nine bucks for a 12 ounce beer and this trip, I, I, um, I enjoyed the last trip. I really enjoyed these 12th of never. So it's kind of like instead of 12th of October, 12th of July, 12th of December, it's just the 12th of never by Lagunitas. And I don't know why I picked it, but I did a couple trips ago. And it comes in a purple can with a nice purple little tab on it and uh, it's great marketing it looks really nice it's a tasty little IPA little meaning it's only 5.5% alcohol instead of like 7, 8 or 9 crazy amount and this trip I noticed on Southwest they um They have little sayings across the top of the can. So I was intrigued by that. I I had a can and it was quite moving, the the first uh, saying I read. So then I thought, well, let's see if they got a different saying on each can. So I got a second one. Well, now at this point I was committed, so I had to do a third one. And you can't see this in the podcast, but we're getting quite the uh, lightning display 
in the uh, skies. It's quite nice. But it is still warm, so I probably should have done a dip. But I haven't done a dip in a while, and I haven't walked by in a while, so so here I am. So my number one podcast listener is going to be flying to Vegas tomorrow on Friday, and um, I think they're going to indulge in a 12th of never Lagunitas IPA. So to see what kind of sayings they get. So a nice little marketing touch. I my it's kind of like it reminds me of like a fortune cookie, but they're really not fortune cookies. They don't like they don't predict what's going to happen in your life. They're just more poetic thoughts provoking things and then you get a really nice beer with it. So there you go. More more along the philosophical bent. So there you go. So Bud missed me. I got home, and boy, was he excited. I tell you, that's pretty something. Weren't you, Bud? You were real excited to see Mikey. Daddy, he came home. So I haven't walked you, what, since Tuesday? Two or three days? So, yeah, I do that. I, give, I do the best walks, right, Bud? And... Uh, Maybe you really liked the podcast and you missed it, huh? Did you miss the podcast, Bud? <laughs> Bud missed the podcast. So, yeah, uh, good trip. We'll see what happens. It uh, takes time for things to develop, and uh, so yeah, we got. I don't know if you can hear that on the podcast. We had some rolling thunder and it's Arizona and the Chicago Bears were playing on the Hall of Fame football game tonight Thursday night in Canton Ohio and it looks like they're gonna lose which is always good Bears lose and uh, they have a new head coach a guy named Nagy never heard of him N-A-G-Y He'll probably be a one or two year coach and then be gone because they're going to still lose. Because that's what the Bears do, and we like that. That's what we like about the Bears. And my Lyft driver was from Chicago, coincidentally, but it's kind of funny. He uh, he said he was a Packer fan, which of course I am. And uh, but see, he was born. He said he was born in '82, and. Uh, so he was only three years old when the Bears went to the Super Bowl in 85. Boy, was that a miserable time for me personally. But they haven't been back, so that's a good thing. <laughs> we don't like the Bears. So in this, the Bears are the only thing that kind of blow my abundance thinking, right? I should be happy for the Bears if they win, just because, you know, out of abundance mentality. But... I just want to keep them down, kick them, kick them while they're down, kick them while they're up, kick them while they're down. So it's not really abundance thinking, my feelings toward the Chicago Bears. So maybe that's my one vice, my one sin in life is to not like the Chicago Bears. It's so sad. I'm so terrible. So yeah, he, he, he grew up in the Chicago area and he liked the Packers, which is the arch enemy. Just because of one guy, 
His name's Brett Favre, number four. And he was an exciting player. He's a good guy. Pretty fun to watch. Really good guy. A lot of the about the only teams that don't like him are you know fans of teams. It's, it's the Bear fans. They, they usually it's really hard for a Bear fan to say, "Oh yeah, Brett Favre, what a great guy." Played tough, blah blah blah. Very few Bear fans, but it's a distribution curve, right? You got your 100% jerky Bear fans that could never say anything good about the Packers, and then you got your the other end of the distribution curve that might they might find a rare positive thing to say about Green Bay, but we love our Packers, right? So there you go. I don't know. I'm trying to think what else about the Pack the pack today. I don't know. Well, it is what it is. Um, what are we doing, bud? What are you doing? Are you sniffing around? So flying southwest is okay. I mean, it's pretty good because if I can just get up to the front, I, mean, I got exit row even with a B1 spot. This was a 737 um, 800 bigger plane two rows of exit so there's more exit row seating seats were a little bit better so I, I was pretty comfortable but it was a short flight it's like 50 minutes San Diego to uh, Phoenix so you really uh, you know you just can have one beer now if you have two and a half hour flight well now you can have three twelfth of three twelfth of no nevers yeah Twelfth of never. You can have those. So there you go. Southwest. What a what a machine. The plane flew Dallas to San Diego, San Diego to Phoenix, uh, Phoenix back to San Diego, and then San Diego to Reno. Wow. So those people are busy doing short legs, and uh, that's what they do on Southwest. Bounce around the Southwest. And uh, so it's Thursday night. I'm home. Got to get reoriented. Um, good trip. And I, I notice I really, I mean, I talk to people on the phone and try to develop relationships with, with people. But it's, it's a mystery, right? I mean, you go visit someone in their office and their daily routine. Our, our lives are so oriented around I guess the word is aesthetics, and I probably need to learn more about that. But aesthetics, I believe, is just kind of like the surroundings, right? What are your surroundings? So when I go, um, I was ta- I've been talking to or listening to this customer who's not happy with us, but you know, I go visit them at their facility and see what they're doing with the product we're making, you know, and waiting for our product. Well, that was a really nice lightning strike. Beautiful. And uh, it wasn't really a strike, but just across the sky. So um, the, uh, um, yeah, you, you meet people in their environment and see what their daily routine is and where they just even just, just driving to their office, driving, what is it like? It's different, right? It's a different place. So this was Sorrento Valley, San Diego. San Diego is a very 
desirous place to to live, especially for for people in Phoenix when it's 115 in the summer. We're like, why do we live in Phoenix, man? We should live in San Diego where, where it's not so hot and you got the beach and it's beautiful San Diego, you know? So there are people living there, right? And it's kind of weird. I mean, you most... I don't know what they're, someone should do a study. I, well, they probably, I'm sure they already have, but like most people don't really move too far from home, I don't think. You know, they kind of, especially my my generation, it's like you, uh, you born and raised, go get educated in Chicago, you get a first job in Chicago area, and, and you stay in Chicago. That's, that's what you do. And I'm sure it's similar to a lot of places. Especially like New York City or something, or um, you know, there's some great things in New York. So maybe you do that New York thing, New Jersey, Long Island. I don't know, something. And then even if you move to Florida for a while, or North Carolina, or do something, it's, it's just sometimes there's a pull back to the familiar, a pull back to what you grew up with, you know, to to that familiar thing. So. It's not for everybody, this um, move about, hop about, and, uh, you know, things have come up. I've done it a little bit, and it's not, I guess I'm just curious, right? They, that's what they kind of encourage people to do is be curious, and that is good. So, out of the old comfort zone, I've been out of my comfort zone so much, I'm just like, what, do I even have a comfort zone? Of course, I do have one comfort zone I'm looking forward to, which is that best Western hotel I stayed at last night. So I try to be reasonable with the the, the money that I spend on hotels when I travel. I mean, if it, I like courtyards and, and uh, Hilton Garden Inns. Those are usually reasonable. And if they're between like 150 and 190, I'll stay at those because those are, you know, basically it. But if, like San Diego, I was looking, I couldn't find anything. Like the courtyards were like two, two fifty nine, and Hilton Garden. And I don't know. I just wasn't. I was like, I wasn't up for driving very far. I just wanted to be close. So my strategy is to like, okay, where do I have to be in the morning? I don't want to be more than fifteen twenty minutes away. So I ended up in Miramar at a Best Western. And I, I got in late, like 9.30, cause just the way that I wanted to give myself time in Seattle and so forth. So I get in late and get to this Best Western. It's like, ah, oh, it's kinda, it's kinda like 1960-ish, but renovated, right? So, but you can only put so much lipstick on the pig, man. So I these are those classic old hotels where Basically, your door goes out to a, um, the outside, you know, it's literally outside, you know, I mean, you go out your door and it's outside. So, and the, I was on the second floor, so there's a little staircase, but any, any joker can just walk right up to the outside of your door. Whereas in a courtyard or more modern hotels, you just, 
you're just not going to be having strangers. You have more, you have a, a bigger sense of security just because you know you know Joker can just walk up there and start messing around or anything. In fact, the Seattle hotel was you had to use a room key just to get up in the elevator. So that was a nice feature. So it gives you a sense of uh, security that nobody's going to be coming off the street and just wandering around the, the hotel and uh, messing with you. So yeah, Miramar, which is Top Gun, Tom Cruise, Miramar, fighter pilot stuff. Come on, bud, let's go a little bit further. just want to throw this away, okay, bud? Then we'll come back. I think Bud's actually a little bit hot, but it's dark. There's no uh, no sunshine, Bud. But you're panting, aren't you? So um, Miramar, kind of interesting area, I guess. I didn't see any jets or anything, but uh, that's what it was. And it was convenient. Got to the got to work. Had a little Starbucks coffee in the morning. Um, in a moment, I'll talk more. I gotta take care of this stuff. How's it going? Y'all watching lightning out here? Yeah. There's some lightning, huh? Okay, bud. Come on. So, yeah, the storms are moving in, it looks like. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to go to this breakfast place. We have one in Phoenix. I think they started in Colorado called Schnoo's. Schnoo's and AM Eatery, basically a breakfast place. So I, I was thinking I would do that, but I just, I got busy in the morning and I didn't, I didn't want to uh, be late, so... I went to a Starbucks, which is a nice standard. Had some oatmeal and a cappuccino, so I was all set to go. So, you know, traveling, learning how to get around. And it is easier by yourself. I mean, when you're traveling with a whole group of people, you gotta check in with everybody else and see what they wanna do. Bud, what do you wanna do? You wanna just stop here? Come on, bud. So, Bud's on. Are you going to say hi to the boys? He's got, he might want to say hi to the boys here. And uh, I don't know, maybe I should put that on, leave it on the podcast. I don't know. What are you doing, Bud? Sniffing? It's not too late yet, is it? I got the lights on. What do you want to do, Bud? So, yeah, traveling by yourself, independent. Um, you can you can pretty much I can do what I need to do. So, bud, what are we going to do? Yeah, okay, that's good. Let's go home. Let's, let's get inside where it's cool, huh? Plus, it's going to rain soon, huh? Yeah. So, it's smoking hot. Again, back in the smoking hot territory after uh, the cool San Diego or Seattle it was much cooler it was actually like 64 I went for a nice run 
think I did better. It's not that surprising, but when it's 64 versus 89, 88, it's a little easier to run. And uh, so that was fun. That was good to do. And uh, I probably should get up early tomorrow and, run, and work out. I'm not sure how I'm going to feel, though. But it's good to be home because, like, like I said, last night I was in this kind of skanky. Skanky. Isn't that a great word? Skanky. <laughs> So with the dulcet tones, when I say skanky, it's special, right? Because it's my voice, and I have, apparently I have a radio voice. So someone's going to have to pick this up, hire me, and put me on the radio, because I can do, I got the voice, man. Or I could do commercials, like buy the new X5 BMW. The ultimate driving machine. Yeah. Of course, I like the Mercedes, so I'm kind of a... I think it's a John Hamm from Mad Men. Go see your Mercedes-Benz dealer. <laughs> so, yeah, people are enjoying their cars. An Audi A7. New from your Audi. What's their, what's their tagline? Something about engineering I should know about. But they, they love their engineers at Audi. But that's the thing. The Germans, they do like their stuff, man. They're, they're good at the cars, man. And they drive 150. That's the thing. I mean, routinely, you go out on the road, your neighborhood, get out on that Autobahn, and every 80 million people can relate to just casually driving 150 miles an hour. I mean, that's a way of life, folks. So guess what? They design really good cars that go 150 miles an hour. Because <laughs> they can all relate to them. They can all drive in them. They can all buy them. They can all live in them, right? So, and that's why Detroit American cars will always suck because the culture of driving in America is 55, 65, 75 miles an hour. It's like a one half, one half of the frickin' speed of Germany. So who's going to make a better car? Because their whole damn culture is around speed. And I love it. I love it. And you love it, too. You know you love it. Everybody knows they love that. Because if your car is like routinely made to just kind of cruise at 150, when you're cruising around the USA at 70 and you think that's fast, you're just like, dude, you haven't seen nothing. 70, 80, ain't nothing, baby. But those tin can Toyotas, those Japs must have had a fun time because they're probably like, hmm. This BMW is a really well-made car. And so is this Audi. And so is this Mercedes. So if we're going to copy these things, what are we going to do? Well, we're not going to sell them in Germany, so I guess making the Germans happy isn't going to work for us. But the biggest market is US of A, folks. 
So what do the Americans say? Well, they don't need a car that drives 150 miles an hour. But they kind of don't like taking their car into the shop and get it maintained. So we're gonna we're done copying these guys because we're not gonna make a 150 mile an hour car. What can we do? Let's let's make it low maintenance. Let's make it durable. Let's make it highly reliable. And that's what we'll sell the Americans. We'll sell the Americans Toyotas and Hondas that are just so reliable, durable, boring cars, you know? And they'll buy them because we'll tell them that they're cheaper to own, lower cost, not cheaper, lower cost of ownership. Ooh, that was a flasher. That was pretty bright, lit up the concrete here. And uh, so that's what we're gonna do is the Japanese. And so in the 70s and uh, 80s, my first car was a Mazda, Japanese car, Mazda. And it was pretty good. I think it was only like seven or seven grand or something. Stripped down version, didn't have much on it. Worked good. Got, let's see, I bought it probably in 83. It started on fire and uh, must have been 91, so eight years. So I, <laughs> and I, yes, you heard me right, folks. It started on fire. So some, this is just me. I just driving around Arizona. I probably had like 120,000 miles on it. And uh, uh, in Phoenix, hot. And uh, owned it for eight years or something. And uh, I think it was August. And I was going up a little hill. There's not many hills here, but... I heard some clunk that something fell off the car or something. I don't know what it was. And I looked in the rear view mirror and I couldn't see anything. Like, well, what fell off the car? So then I uh, did a U-turn and started coming back down the hill. And I noticed smoke coming out from underneath the hood and into the car. I had the air conditioning on it. It was hot. And then I'm like, holy cow, I think this car's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> my car is on fire so I pull over to the side of the road and Arizona homes there's like walls backing up to the, the street and I just kind of my car just like burst it into flames kind of thing underneath the hood I just filled it up with gas so I had like 20 well no not 20 but probably about 12 gallons of fuel feeding the fire <laughs> and it just was going, and I, there was no way I was getting it out. So big billowing smokes going up in the air, and this neighbor sitting there comes out in his backyard. He's like, what's all this? You know, I see this smoke and thing, and I'm on the other side of the fence. And he's like, well, I said, well, can you call the fire department? Because this is before cell phones, right? I just must have been 1990. 91 and I'm just so calm about this stuff so he's like yeah I'll go call the police he's like you know he comes back out I'm just standing there 
He's like, well, you're kind of close to the car. Do you want to come into the house in case something blows up or something? He's like, so I hopped the, I hopped the wall. And I think a, he and his wife were just kind of watching Wheel of Fortune or something. So it must have been about 6 in the evening. So he's like, yeah, you know, you want a glass of water? So I'm sitting on the couch, basically. My car's out in the street smoking and burning down, and I really couldn't care less. I mean, because what at this point, what am I going to do, right? It's an older car. I don't really like it anyway. But, I mean, it's had it for eight years and probably ran it into the ground. So I'm sitting in there watching Wheel of Fortune for a while, about 10 minutes, and finally the fire department shows up. And I see the sirens out there. I come out. And, they tow it away. What else can I do, right? So I probably can't remember. I guess I had my wife pick me up or something. It wasn't I was only like a mile or two from home. So that was the burn down car, man. Burned it down. And uh, I have a picture somewhere. I don't know where it is. But Tim Altoff went with me. And he's like, he couldn't believe it. He's an Iowa guy. And uh, I think he went back to Iowa. And there's Mike working out. Okay, don't hit him too hard, man. Don't hit him too hard. Okay. Mike's out in the front working out at 8.15. In the heat, garage doors open, shadow boxing or something. What a great thing. And I love this neighborhood. We're weird because we're just, this is the Arizona quietness, right? And we just, everybody's pretty much pull into your garage, smile and wave. But we we don't we don't know each other really. We sort of some people do, but that's all. it's okay. Give it some time. What's the rush, right? You know. So the less you know about people, sometimes the better, right? <laughs> is that is that words to live by? The less you know about somebody, the better. <laughs> Words of wisdom on the, the Bud podcast. Did you come up with that, buddy? Huh, Bud? Is that how you think about other dogs? Is that the first thing you think about? Like, I don't want to mess with that dog. I don't want to know too much about that dog. The less, the less to know about that dog, the better, right? Yeah. Let me just sniff their butt, and then I'll, and then they'll tell me enough. I'm just sniff, sniff it. <laughs> Just let me sniff their butt, and then I'll know all about all I need to know. <laughs> wow, what a podcast, folks. I don't know. I haven't checked the listenership, so share it around. If you think it's funny, it's, uh, is it sarcastic? I suppose. A lot of podcasts are so serious, right? They're like, this is the podcast about the, you know, whatever, this, this, and that. This is the podcast where you're going to listen to it and find out all about this, you know. This is the absolute nothing podcast, right? This is just pure 
talk and fun. So whatever you're doing, I hope you're having fun with it. I'm just the soundtrack. I'm just the background noise. I'm just the goofy guy talking to you while you're doing whatever you're doing, which is more important than what I'm doing, which is walking the dog. But I mean, okay, but Bud might argue with us. I mean, he he may say this is pretty dang important. So, and there's some truth to that. Bud needs to get his walk in. So, there's that. But uh, yeah, pretty good. Welcome home podcast to the heat, to the lightning, to the storms, to the haboobs. And we got it covered. Tomorrow's Friday. Last Friday I had a melancholy Friday. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to have a melancholy Friday. I got some stuff to do. I'm kind of excited about some opportunities. So think about for yourselves and your life. All listeners, all thousand listeners that I have, millions listen to this podcast. What is the single most important question that you would like to ask someone and also know the answer to, right? So what is the single most important question? Now, some people have used an abbreviation for that. Hey, Russ. Some people have used an abbreviation for the single most important question, right? So what do you think that would be? It's kind of it's cool. It looks cool. If you get out a pen right now and write down the single most important question. And if you look at the first letter of those words, and forget about the the, right? You get S, M, I, Q. The single most, single most important question. So that's S, M, I, Q. And that's kind of cool. I mean, I first learned about that last week. I got into involved in a, a course called the Ask Method, right? So you, it's really kind of cool. It's basically just asking people stuff, right? And uh, what we do is come up with a question to ask people what what's important to them, kind of thing, right? That's why. It's that's the I in important. Single most important question. So that's where that I comes from. Important. Q is for question, right? Question. It's it's not me telling you. This this podcast is not about telling. This is this is the unique part of this podcast is that I don't tell you stuff. I hopefully I raise questions. So, 
that could be a good podcast. I mean, I've I've kind of kind of enjoying buddies, but it could be the SMIQ podcast and go from there. But I I, I don't want to do that right now. I'm not. I still got a ways to go with that. Understanding the the depths and the importance of the single most important question. So I've got a, at least one, maybe two podcast listeners that get that and they probably hopefully are cracking up and laughing about it it's, but it is important and it's thought provoking so yeah you kind of need to be prepped like where is that going right it's kind of a broad question right broad concept and maybe I'll talk about it some more but uh, for now I will end this. Um, it says you're now recording long-form audio. So, there you go. That's a heads up. So, everybody, Thursday night. Enjoy your uh, Friday weekend whenever you listen to this. And uh, God loves you. That's some nice roar there. I, got, I don't know if you picked up on that. I don't know. Some nice roaring thunder. God loves you, and one of his, at least one person in his creation loves you. That's me. And, and Bud, I think, loves you. Bud would love you, so that's two. Buddy loves you. All right, so have a great night. Bye-bye.